That's your t-shirt now, don't I? This is the Black Rifle Coffee Podcast. All right. Sounds, oh, whoa, whoa. We're starting with a look like that. Wow. Evan, I'm happy to see you. You know, there's a lot worse things I could be mistaken for than Evan. Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we, we graduated, you know, from, you know, the first five years of, oh, you're Matt's friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how is it being Matt's friend? God, I love him. Yeah. He is great. What's he like in person? What's he like in person? Yeah. Well, you know, every line he says is a joke, like in one of his videos, yeah. like he speaks in jokes. Yeah. I don't think people understand that. Like hanging around Matt. Everything he says is 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 a joke. Yeah. Like like it's 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 insane. Dude, it's I like, wish I was hanging around him right now. I've been following your social media just because like sometimes you post pictures with Matt. Mm-hmm, it's yeah. super awesome. It's, it's, you you know, uh, I try to give him his privacy more and more. You know, kind of bringing it back, and you know, maybe even introducing people to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're into it. But, you don't know if they're into it. Um, but I, I, yeah, I, I mean, percentages don't lie. You know, Matt's at a at a mil, at, at about to be a million followers on Instagram. I'm about 170,000. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's that's 17. percent So is that 17? Seems high. I thought it'd be lower. I, I did too. Yeah. There's that 1.7 percent. I think it's 17 So if he's at a million and I'm at 170, yeah, that's 17%. I would say so 17% of the people that like Matt like me. That's pretty low. It's below a quarter. Yeah. What what is it about you that you think makes you unlikable compared to Matt? Well, Matt's very pretty. Yeah. Uh, Very in shape. He's like, he could, you could, you could appreciate him for his fitness advice probably. And honestly, with fitness being one of the most popular things on Instagram, I would say that's, that's probably something that is why he succeeds a little bit more in the popularity realm of, you know, fitness. Yeah. Um, I think there's more to it, uh, but I, I think you're on to a good start. By the way, your gym you just showed me under construction looks super dope. I think you might be knocking Matt off his fitness throne before too long. That would mean I have to use the gym, though, just to build the gym. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, when was the last Grace video you saw me make? Yeah. It's been a while. I got that got that camera room over there with everything ever, ever, you know, I'm good at just setting it up. I'm good so, at just getting ready. Now I'm on to you. So you, <laughs> you're doing this giant expensive virtue signal of here's my gym, show people. You get like the, whatever, the personality credits. I'm learning a lot. Yeah. I just hit the table. I'm not supposed to. I, I think the table was okay. You're just not supposed to grab Grab theirs, what Dave said. Okay. And Dave also said, don't talk about the mics and hitting the table. Yeah. So he said stop. on the show, don't don't mention that because he doesn't want yeah. them to know that there were rules with the mics. Yeah. Dave also said not to mention him by name. He wants to remain anonymous. Yes, so Dave Make sure Reardon we don't do that. Did not want us to mention him at all. Who? Dave Reardon. Dave Reardon. Yeah, that's who didn't want us to mention him. I think it's respectful that we won't. Well... Here we are. We're in my bar right now. You know, middle of the day. 
Doesn't look like it. Looks like we're in nightlife. Yeah. Uh, but I'm here with none other than Mr. J.P. Sears, who's also here with me, but he's here to talk about something very special coming mm. coming soon. Well, I appreciate you throwing me that softball. And there is something very special. It's my special. <laughs> which by definition is pretty freaking special. And which by definition makes you here, here with me, yeah. to tell me about the special. They, yeah, I appreciate you putting it in Kamala Harris terms. <laughs> We're here so to- as you can see, JP is here. He's here with me. Yeah, and, and I'm here with him. Yeah, in him and I together makes us and us are here. Us are it, here. And I don't mean to like project the wrong pronoun onto you. I know you haven't been going by us lately. Uh, but yeah, dude, I'm super excited. I've got my comedy special coming out called Please Censor This. Ooh. Released on October 25th, which might be... Right now, soon to Probably be. Probably today. Or, yeah. yeah. This could be October. We identify as October 25th. Comes out today. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, please censor this. So where, where, how do you watch it? Uh, you Like with your eyes, okay. I, I think is the yeah. best that way to watch sense. it. The, we don't have the Braille version coming out. That's going to take a little while with all the CGI for the Braille uh, texterity. Yeah. Uh, but a uh, couple of fun things. Answer your question. You can go to pleasecensorthis.com. Mm-hmm. We've got the standalone special and then also the Freedom Lovers VIP special edition. Whoa. whoa. Can, can we get into the bonus features on this? We can. Because I'm not just the standard special type of guy. Well, the bonus features add up to a, a normal retail value of $15,798. Wow. But for the release, we're doing a massive discount. Really? How much? Uh, like it's a 99.98% discount off the normal retail price. Oh. These bonus features. Uh, but yeah, bonus features. We've got a uh, behind the scenes on the ranch discussion with myself and the director of the special, Mr. Brent Pella, mm. who we've all grown to know. And director love. debut. Director of a, debut. Of a comedy special. Dude, I have to say, watching Brent direct the special and the bonus features... He's one of my best friends. I've known he's a genius, comedic genius and creative genius. But watching how he directed this special, like he's wiser than I thought he was. He knocked it out of the park. There's no comedy in the special. It's all bad jokes. But with a directing, yeah. it actually looks pretty darn good. He was able to, to, to make comedy out of bad jokes. He, yeah, we edited in his jokes. Fun fact, uh, during the filming of the special, I had Brent open for me and, you know, he's directing. He was there all day working with the film crew. And then as he's opening, he's, you know, doing his jokes, but also his director's mind was still very on the ball. And there was there were a couple seats in the middle of the room that the people hadn't shown up yet. And Brent's, Brent's director's mind saying, well, you know, that could be on camera. We want people there. So in the middle of jokes, he was creating this segue to bring people down from the balcony to move into those seats, but he made it all flow. It was just amazing. <laughs> he said that was the most schizophrenic he's ever felt in his life because he's doing comedy, he's directing, he's moving people yeah. all in one cohesive Trying to way. make it look natural. Yeah. That's amazing. Came you know, I recently 
experienced Brent's direction. And one thing I would love to say about Brent and what I really like how he directs is when he gets it, he knows he got it and he moves on. Yeah. And I love that. Brent's not a, let's do 14 more for safety guy. Yeah. Like Brent will, he, he stops everybody to review. He reviews and if he has it, he moves on. And it makes for a very fast paced set. Very, very fun. Like, I really love that about working with him. Yeah, it, I would imagine because he's been doing his own thing on YouTube for a while where when you do that, you're the director, you're the actor, you're everything. And I'd imagine that sort of nitty gritty experience is what lets him come into a bigger production like he's doing with Black Rifle or did for my special as well. And just cut through the crap. Like, all right, we got it. We don't yeah. need to do anything else. And I love it. No, his DP that he had out was on fire. Like, it was a great... It was double, a great double penetration on yeah, set? double. Damn. I thought that would, like, double. violate some kind of human resource code. You know, how do you think all the porn companies get around? Like, what, what HR law do they fall under? I've always asked that because I went out... I went, I was, I was on a trip to LA once and I got invited to, um, to one of the big, I, I cannot remember for the life of me what it was called. Uh, but it was a porn gathering? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, a company. It was a big brand that owned like 30 sub brands, which everybody's familiar with. I just can't think of what. Well, I'd like to pretend I'm not familiar with them. Yeah. But anyway, I went to their main office and, their main office every Friday, they or every, one Friday a month, they celebrated where um, some of the actresses that did the best that month got a pair of shoes, these special shoes um, that were really nice, like these gold, you know, I don't, you, girls would know like immediately, oh my God, they got those gold, like yeah. something that the girls loved. So they presented these shoes. So first off, I walk in there, there's a DJ playing. And this is also, it looks like an office, like just an office building. There's a DJ playing rap music. There's a live violinist mm. playing violin to the rap music. I like bringing the classical vibe to the porn community. Yeah. There is about eight girls in, uh, oh, Vixen is what it is. Okay. <laughs> is the place, what it was called. So, because um, I, I saw, I was going to say, there are eight girls in underwear that say Vixen on it. And they're all just dancing on a couch with each other. Um, and then, like, there, there, there was a large row off yonder over here of, of, like, 10 editing computers. And there was probably eight middle-aged women just editing hardcore porn. <laughs> like... And and then like the rest of the office was was gathered around at this party for a bunch of chicken wings like and this dancing and then they and then they they did the whole presentation of the two pairs of shoes to the vixen angel of the month which and and it, it I that's what was going through my head is what and and while I was there like just milling around and like listening and hanging out and saying hi and stuff like that like. I watched like one of the the people in the company approached one of the girls and was like, "Hey, this person called and wants to wants to uh, 
know if you'll do a video with them. And she's like, oh yeah, that would be great. And like, okay, I'll let them know that that we're good. We're good for that. Oh, oh yeah. And this other guy called and wanted to know if he could get with you too. She's like, oh yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to wanting to find, uh, try and get a hold of him as well. And so I'm like, okay, wh under what HR law? Like, where does this fall? Because yeah. in your business, your boss is walking to you and going, hey, this person wants to bang you. Yeah. You, you, you dig or no dig? That's like, that's basically what it is. And when you break it down, forgive me, I know most of Black Rifle's audience is um, in the porn industry. So I don't want to like step on any toes. <laughs> but when you break it down, <laughs> or familiar the, with the porn industry, yeah, <laughs> the only difference between that, what you just described, and prostitution is. It's legal to do it as long as it's being filmed. So it's like Hunter Biden. I don't think he really slept with prostitutes. He he filmed it all. So it technically should be legal. But man, that is a weird line. By the way, based on what criteria were they awarding the porn stars of the month? Pause. All right, we are back in. Videos back up after pause. Now, the grading criteria, I was not able to decipher because I, they, they already know it. I don't, I, I don't know if it's who had the best releases that month or not, but... Um, you know, they they all seem to also expect the two that got the Angel of the Month. Like, I think everybody was like, oh, yeah, they deserve that one this time. I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, I'd have to... I've, I have I heard that the, the guy that had initially invited me out there that used to own it, I heard he left. Like, he went through the grapevine. I heard that, like, he went down south to Mexico or something and did... A ayahuasca retreat and like came back and was like I'm out I'm out of the industry sold it and left like yeah interesting I, I could imagine I mean you look at and I'm not even thinking about guys in the porn industry they're guys are just filthy animals but I think of the the girls like that that was humans someone, are filthy animals they are guys are more filthy ah. but, but the girls at <laughs> At some point, they were a young, innocent little girl, someone's daughter. And I would imagine, I don't know, but something would have happened along the way that made them seek being paid to have sex with guys on camera as a way of life. And, and leveraging that for profit, speculating about leveraging someone's trauma for profit, wouldn't feel good. So no. a guy does ayahuasca, yeah. Yeah. maybe wakes up and sees, oh, that's what oh, I've wow. been doing. Like this, I can't do this But also anymore. too, like he, he probably goes, this is not the legacy. This is not what I want to be remembered as. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like maybe then that, that's another thing is like, yeah, it is. Like I've always wondered too, like when I see certain stars, you know, at appearances or signing autographs, it's like everybody that walks up to you has seen everything about you. Yeah. And seen you do crazy shit. Like, how is that not like kind of creep you out? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like somebody walking up and being like, I love your work. 
how are you not a woman going yucky? Yeah. It, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it, it, And I love freedom. I love that women, guys are free to do that I'm if they want. Talking about this from but, a psychological standpoint. Yeah, you, how do you... How do you look someone in the eye, especially the some of the caliber of people that are coming up to them for the autograph? Like, let's just let's just call a spade a spade here. Wouldn't it be weird if she she the porn star is creeped out by men who watch porn? Yeah, yeah. which is obviously what you're saying. And you I mean, know. it's a very it's a mind fuck. Yeah. Because you have to be engaging, you have to be nice to your fans because your fans are essentially what drives your value. Because yeah. as you go up in value, because you're more popular and more people love you, like, but then you, no kidding, you have to sit there as this guy's like, I, I, I love your work. Yeah. And he's at, at the minimum semi aroused. Probably. Like, and then you, she's just like, yeah. I remember back when I would do some comedy videos on yoga and things like that. Yeah. Sometimes when someone would want a picture, they'd be like, oh, can you do that yoga pose from that video and we'll do it together? Wonder if her fans ever do that kind of thing. Like, oh, you know how that you blew that guy? Like, can well, just, no, that's a thing. That's a thing. There's a lot I've seen, uh, you know, quite a few times there's the, some of the actresses will like randomly pick a fan and be like, you want to go back with me? Wow. Like I, I've seen it. Like it's wild. Wow. But I mean, I mean, what a lucky fucking day for that person. You know what I mean? Like you, you show up to get an autograph from your favorite adult film actress and she's just like, hey, you've been randomly selected. Come try me out. <laughs> I will not give you an autograph, but I will give you something way more than that. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the ultimate fan experience right there. It is. That's an immersion at many levels. Like, how do you... Wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot to wrap your head around here. And we're trying. I know. We're really like, trying. I, I would... Maybe I would. I kind of want to ask some of these questions. Like, what what's going through your head when someone goes, "I love your work"? Yeah, because essentially, the the, the code is, "Hi, I've jerked off to you." That, that's one hundred percent what the translation is. Yeah, and if you told me, like, "Hey, JP, I jerk off to you," which you told me before we were recording, so I won't. But, but, but that's old. I've said that way so many times. You before. have. But like the first time I heard it from you, it it is, I mean, creepy, the word you use. Yeah. That's really what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad, it's, it's the wording. So I have engaged in self-love to your manner. <laughs> You've brought me so much pleasure as I bring myself pleasure we're a great team. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> yeah, it, it's the implication of what, yeah, what's not being said and therefore... So I'm, yeah, I'm still like on this, like, where is your, where, I'm, I'm trying to empathize here. I'm trying to put myself in their seat. Like, where is your comfort level when people are coming up to you and saying this? Yeah. Like, although like, but, okay, let's flip the scene here. A bunch of hot soccer players and cheerleaders that are all like in college and, and early or late 20s, early 30s, just keep coming up to you and going, man, I just keep, I, I keep getting off to you. Like, yeah. well, do you feel good? Or are you like, whoa, do you feel empowered? I, so 
I would be slightly uncomfortable, slightly empowered. I think the fact that I'm married would probably be the gravitas of most of my discomfort. Yeah. If I live in a world where I'm single and women are telling me that, I don't think I feel creeped out. I feel like there's some aggression coming at me that's welcomed. Yeah. And, but yeah, like I wouldn't feel, aside from being married, I wouldn't really feel creeped out if women are doing that to me. I would feel surprised. Because I had one event like years ago when I was, when I was single, um, we were doing this, this big meetup and I got there right when we started and there was a girl there that was there for it. And she beelined right to me and just says, are you here with anybody? And I go, no, it's here by myself in town. She goes, great. I'm going home with you. And I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. So <laughs> obviously that's the ideal scenario. But when a woman is that forward, also something would go through my mind like, all right, like, is she also a serial killer? Because like, usually there's some level of subtlety to things, some level yeah, of- Is this a lure? I didn't think of that. I wasn't on my game. Yeah. I, I There's like this thing of like, it might be too good to be true. So like, is she wanting to kill me, set me up? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. But take a here kidney. you are. Yeah. She did not want it, to kill she you. She did not. Uh but I that was a that was the first time that's ever happened. And it also was just like, well, okay. Like, yeah. go through, like I, that's all I could say. Was, <laughs> that's literally the response I was like, well, I I had to process what what just happened. Yeah. Like what wait what? <laughs> yeah, I, none of us at this table are Matt Best. That kind yeah, of thing doesn't yeah, happen to me. <laughs> Early Tuesday, mid Tuesday, late Tuesday. <laughs> I think if that Poor Matt. Like it's just, it's it, it's like someone just invented a cat throwing machine. Yeah. <laughs> the bang, poor guy. Bang, He's bang. in therapy for just dealing with that adversity. <laughs> but I think, because I've, I've always had zero game. So I think my response would have been 10 times more awkward than yours. I'd, yeah. I'd be like, well, could you explain? I, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. Do, do you want me to book another room? Yeah. You're, are room? you homeless? Yeah. You want to go home with me? <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, on this porn tangent, I appreciate you asking about my special. By the way, on my special <laughs> segue, uh, man, I made it for people who love freedom. Yeah. If someone loves freedom, I think you'll like the special. If you love communism, you'll hate the special. But, man, Get, being a voice for the people, which, you know, not all people, but people who love freedom. I've had the privilege of representing their voices in some ways, much like Black Rifle and other amazing freedom fighters do. Because I think the voice of the people, it's so um, underrepresented now with all the media censorship, corporate interests infiltrating the media. I find people want their voices represented and and that's what I tend to do in my day-to-day work. And then this special is a culmination of all that completely uncensored. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you're going to rattle cages. Yeah, I would think you, the distribution of this special wasn't easy. Can't, I mean, Netflix, Amazon, they'd want no part of it because it's, I'm doing comedy on stuff you're not, not supposed allowed to, to talk about. Yeah, but Dave Chappelle says that's not true. It, that's not real. But, 
what's not real. There is no off limits. Exactly. Items. And in fact, I was just in Philadelphia doing shows and in the green room at the comedy club, there's big picture Dave Chappelle. He signed it. And on the picture he wrote, dear comedians, you have one job, tell the truth. That's all you got to do. And I think he, he really is the leader in that. But then you've got all this censorship, people trying to do that. I wouldn't even be able to put this special on my own YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. It'd get me deplatformed. Yep. So I like to go in hard and what I want to talk about. I just, I just invite it. Yeah. Why not? What are we so afraid of? Yeah. But that's the thing is we're not like, like recently, um, we just saw the Encinitas school board meeting. I watched that last night. So did, did we get an answer out of them? Because that woman demanded to hear, I didn't see the reverse though. Did I didn't, you? I didn't see. So, answer. so why that, that should be automatic firing. Like you've lost your job now. If you don't want to comment when they straight up ask, how do you on any planet think that this is okay for our kids? Drag and if you kids. cannot, if you don't provide an answer, fired. I agree. If you provide an answer and it's dog shit, fired. Like yeah. we need to start firing people. Yeah, accountability. That's what we need. And I think with so much of this horse shit that's going on with bringing dangerous indoctrination to children in freaking schools of all places. What is the mission here? You got to ask yourself that question. And there has to be accountability because if there's not, there's no end. Whatever their mission is, it's at the expense of children's innocence, their sovereignty, their minds. There has to be accountability. And I think that's starting. I don't think the the weasels that sit on a school board and let things happen, I don't think they're necessarily set, stepping up with the self-responsibility to have accountability. But I think the people are starting to create that accountability by posting videos like that, making demands. Um, have you been, on that note, following the Vanderbilt Hospital in Tennessee? The one... The, the the um children reassignment surgery stuff. Yeah. yeah. So Matt Walsh, he exposed yeah. these videos from them, you know, behind the scenes, they're, you know, administrators talking to their doctors. This is how much money we get for these gender reassignment surgeries. This is how much money we get putting kids on hormone blockers. If you have a conscientious objection to any of this, there's going to be consequences and Vanderbilt won't be the place for you to work. And then... Why hasn't this hospital been burned to the ground? Well, that's a good question. But with Matt Walsh and then some others helping expose this, now that hospital has announced they're pausing all gender reassignment surgeries on minors. Now, I don't think that's the end game. It's just a pause. Yeah. But well, pausing, no. There that's a scent of accountability starting to be seen and noticed because they obviously felt a lot of pressure. So the voice of the people they need to feel more fear. Yeah. Is what they should be feeling. Because they're about to wake up a beast. Yeah. I mean you <laughs> you're a father. You have daughters. I'm a father. I have son. And the amount of 
lives we would take in order to protect our children, if that was necessary, us being willing to give our own lives in the name of protecting our children. I think that's probably like the energy that would do that, I think is the strongest energy in our human nature. And that's what they're waking up. I mean, you just think like, all right, you'd be a force and of also the, the And that's the thing. What is comical to me is the weakest side of this country is poking the strong side. Isn't that weird? And, and, um, it, and the, the very the well-armed side. Yeah, it's not going to fucking play out well for them. I'll tell, I'll tell you that. Like, again, like these, these people have become so spoiled to the way of life behind the borders of the United States. Yeah. Because I've never met... Uh, a liberal left-leaning person that has been to a third world country. Yeah. Like, I've just never met one. Anyone that has the same strong agendas and opinions that are being pushed by woke culture, the first question I ask, have you ever been outside the United States? The answer is always no. So there's a fucking big pattern there. Yeah. Of they have never seen what happens in the rest of the world. Yeah, and and when they want to push quite honestly, communism. And not all of them are calling it that, but when you look at the policies they want to push, it's communism. And none of them have waited days in line in Venezuela yeah. in a bread line or to get one cup of rice. No, they think. it, And then some people get killed after they get their cup of rice because someone else wants to take theirs and there's no accountability. So, you know, before the whole pandemic, I was so... Yeah. Just, that, that whole thing's falling apart now. <laughs> Do you see the recent European trials with Pfizer or the hearings? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, but you and I have been saying this since day one, which yeah. is really funny because I never budged. I was never like, oh, no, this seems real. No, nope. this seems like a cash grab and they're trying to figure out like... Because I saw, I saw people I knew that had no medical background started making mountains of money by setting up testing, like pop-up testing yeah. sites. Like, and then pushing to go outside the borders to set up, like, like, and was just making money hand over fist. Yeah. But this was somebody that had no background in medical supply company or management or nothing like that. Now all of a sudden it's like they're getting rich. And, you know, e even if we pretend, hey, there's no evil agenda here, no agenda to use this as a freedom grab. But at the very least, if someone just followed the money trail, yes. you have pharmaceutical companies and we find 25% of all drugs that are FDA approved eventually get recalled because they're proven to be too dangerous. Even after the company, I don't know why I'm using, yeah. the company fits, <laughs> does their own safety trials, the drug 25% get recalled. And then you look at Pfizer, they've paid the largest criminal fine in U.S. history of $2.3 billion. That's not just a fine. That's a criminal fine. And then when they're doing the, the most rushed freaking treatment in the world, you don't even step back and wonder, okay, is there motive? Maybe about the money, not people's best interests. And then or just yes. Or do we just give them something to shut them up? 
Yeah, wouldn't it be great? Like, hey guys, I know you're gonna like really screw people over for money. Let's just give you money and don't <laughs> screw the people over. We'll be better off. <laughs> but then I think it was uh, as of this recording just yesterday, the European hearings, a uh, lady with Pfizer, she admitted we had we did not do any testing to verify that this transmission, yeah, stops transmission. So the House of Cards that we saw was in fact the House of Cards is crumbling. Yeah. And that's great. I love it. I love it too. But, uh, you know, we're going to see it again. Here's the thing, like at the end of the day, like I really think like this is a population thing. Like we've gotten so big now, like the world leaders or the World Economic Forum, these guys are all trying to make their plans to shrink the population. Yeah. Uh, because it's not sustainable. We're collapsing the oceans, fisheries, like we're running out, you know, we're cutting down our air filters. It's not a good idea. So what do you do? Yeah. That's kind of like a, we're at that tipping point, I think. Like, like we don't have a cap on how many kids you're, you know, you're allowed to have and things like that. Whereas nobody ever really planned on the whole, hey, like this planet can only sustain so many of us. And, and I'm, I question that now though, because one narrative is we're overpopulated based on what the planet can sustain. Now, there, there's certainly pollution that, like there should be no excuse for like we need to pollute less for sure but let's just say we start doing that i do question are we really overpopulated i know a couple months ago elon musk came out and i mean it, i don't take what he says as gospel but he had the perspective of we're not even close to being overpopulated i think he said like we should have like 15 billion people on earth sure. so uh, I, I mean only, we're at the highest point that we've ever that been that we've ever been so again like Obviously, there's going to be... Well, then the problem is we just don't have smart people as leaders. Jared, how <laughs> dare you? <laughs> so I, I, I don't know for sure, but I do now question the planet being overpopulated. Is that true? Maybe. Or is it just one of the narratives yeah, that foster that the ability utilized. for elites to control yeah. common people? Uh, by the way, I put my application in with the World Economic Forum. Yeah. I want to become an elite. That's pretty Dude, cool. Dude, I hate being controlled. Yeah. I want to do the I want to do the controlling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have you ever thought about joining? You know, I, I've never thought about it, but I sometimes have those moments where I get it. Generally when I'm boarding an airplane. Yeah. And when I see other people that um, are so far removed from just general IQ and 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 just like like understanding their situation and, and no stuff. So, so yeah, no self awareness. Somebody that is that is boarding an airplane that is getting into their bag that they need to put above them <laughs> as you're in the eye. Like that as is the worst people behind human them. being on the planet. You are an idiot. You do not plan forward at all. You had no forethought forethought that you needed your headphones before out of your suitcase before you got to your seat. And then let's not fucking overlook how difficult a letter and a number is. Yeah. How many it, people fuck that up? 
And then... Uh, 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 no, no, my seat says 19 Delta. Ma'am, you're in 34. Like, <laughs> And then they find the right seat and start watching videos on their phone without headphones in. Yeah. Oh, that happened on... The, the flight attendant had to tell uh, somebody like three times, and I even spoke up because she did the whole passive of... Hey, if you are watching yeah. something without headphones, you need to not do that. She by the third time I go, hey, we don't need to be anonymous. Just point right at them and call them out. <laughs> and everybody's like, uh, uh. those are the people that should own nothing and be happy well, about I, it. I, and I've I've said this before too, like people trying to get out faster behind me and I turn around and I go, this is basic physics. You have time and space. You don't have space here. You got time. So you're going to wait. Like, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> and then standing up on the plane first like, and the door's not going to yeah, open for five like, minutes. Guys. So that's, those are the experiences that make you maybe it, well, no, it's just, it's, it's those things where it's like I'm sharing resources with this person. And I don't want to anymore. <laughs> I like this. So you're... That person is guzzling gas. They're making trash. They're breathing air. And it's just like, you you serve nothing to the greater good. I like where you're going with this. So if we're the Texas Economic Forum... Yes. You know, we're gonna, we'll uh, we are gonna. We should it. start it. Could you imagine? We should hold a press conference. We definitely should. We should, we should address do, we, like those Klaus Schwab, Klaus, James Klaus Schwab. Bond, yeah, with, with we could suits. have some uh, some fluff. Yeah, uh, and I could have a monocle. Cats. That'd be great. Okay, so, so I'll rock the monocle. You should have some sort of hat. Yeah. Okay, I'll get a hat. Yeah, different than this. I think we get we get you a hat. So what we stand for is obviously global initiatives, which is super specific. Yeah. So at the Texas Economic Forum, we stand for global initiatives. And to achieve that goal, one of the things we need to do, based on what you're saying, obviously I agree, we need to not only depopulate, but specifically depopulate dumb people that show up on airplanes. How do we do that? Okay, so I think we start with a survey. Okay. So uh, we're going to need to get some mailers, mailers. out. Yeah. Uh, we're going to need to hire a data collection specialist. Great. Yeah, yeah DCS. Um, like a really good one. Yeah, DCS. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, we'll start gathering some info and then we'll run some sort of promotion mm. on like Spirit Airlines. Is there anybody on those planes that shouldn't be uh, <laughs> carbon neutral, if you will? Spirit, yes, yes. Okay, you, I, I don't. I'm hereby nominate you to be the head of the Texas Economic Forum. I don't I think, even want to compete. You, no, I think there needs got to be vision. No, I think we need official titles rather than. Because the Texas Economic Forum, like, you need to be probably, like, the chief executive of, you know, new population. <laughs> new population initiatives. Yes, new population is. <laughs> chief executive of new population C -E -N -P. initiatives. C-E-N-P. The Kemp. And <laughs> <laughs> what the Semp. <laughs> what, what do you think your title should be? Uh, I will be current population control. So, you know, your new population, I'm existing. So it's an EP, existing population what, measure. 
existing existing chief of existing population uh, filter measure. What if you were <laughs> chief unifier of new technologies or cunt? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I could use our data collection specialists as a part of a mobile app. It's new. Chief unifier of new technologies. Yeah. <laughs> we're, but like we're be, we'll be doing this for a good cause. Yeah. Like the yeah. World Economic yeah. Forum. No, I think we should just take out billboards around Texas <laughs> that is advertising out. you and I holding the Texas Economic Forum. <laughs> and I could imagine we're in our outfits. Yeah. You're in a chair and I've got my hand on your shoulder standing yeah. up. And there's a button. No one knows what the button's for, but it's there's a button right there. It's like, why? Like... <laughs> And at the bottom, it just says, you'll be sorry if you don't. Yeah. Just yeah. strike that into people. Yep. I think there's no question that the world needs more fear-mongering. Yes. And I think if we can bring the right fear-mongering initiatives to the global population of Texas, it'll make a difference. Agreed. I think we need to bring fear into people out of things that they never thought that they needed to fear. People are so blind to what they need to fear. Yeah, we can find new things for them to fear. Like cats? Yeah, and dogs. Yeah. Could you imagine if all of a sudden we flipped and there was a fear of all cats and dogs? There's several. So here's how we can, we need our uh, statistic analysis. I've our, already, our chief data specialist. Chief data specialist. CBS. We need them to pull the stats of how many wild cats kill people each year. Mm-hmm. And then kind inflate of, that number. Yeah, well, kind of like you know how people who die with COVID are definitely a COVID. Well, death? maybe we don't. Maybe we pull it strictly from Cat Island out of outside of Japan. I love that. Yeah, because then we're going with a very kind of um, saturated number. Yeah, because Cat Island is nothing but cats. And what people need to know is this is just the rate of death caused by cats. They don't need to know specifics of like it was a tiger. But I think that will really help protect people with fear. Yeah. And we can halt the movement of cats in the state of Texas via the Texas Economic Forum. We have our first victory. And that's not even to mention all the disease spread by cats. Like Lyme disease. Their their, uh, claws are riddled with litter. Literally litter. Yeah. Uh, Feline leukemia is big amongst the, those who identify as cats. Yeah. Um, All right. That's good. I don't mean to put the card ahead of the horse. Forgive me. But what's our stance on climate change? Do we want more of it or less of it? I would say we want to nurture it because it's obviously a natural face. We can't be interrupting naturalidity. So we need to come to the table and and have a real voice for letting, letting the natural phases take their natural course. Yeah, like that. But as we become the Texas Economic Forum... What's going to be our, uh, like, you know, how people put their their stamp on things? Like, what yeah. what comedy special will we be endorsing? Mm. No, this is the, the TES. It's a hard one. Yeah, because it's our, it's our names on the line. 
So if there's like one comedy special that we're putting forth in front of everybody else to promote freedoms of the TEF, which one is it going to be? Well, I would say either Ali Wong's latest special about feminism or... Or we could do mine. Please censor this. Yeah, I think I, I think that one kind of falls in line with our charter a little bit more. Better? Yeah, I think that one's better. So let's okay. let's go ahead and agree, gavel down on that. Please cool. censor this is our official comedy special that we endorse as the TEF. Yeah. Um, you're looking at both members of the TEF right now. We're recruiting. Um, if you can just so, hit call this, below. yeah, call this number uh, if you would like to join. We have important things to talk about. You know, our next meeting is discussing. You know, the boarding of planes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Texas is a border state. We're obviously now the non-elected leaders of Texas. What's our border policy? Uh, I mean, it needs to be strict. Yeah. Uh, we need to, we need to be the border. Yeah, like nobody we, gets out. The the definition of border needs to be withheld. Hmm. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. The border, so there, the border is also partly in the mind. Yeah. And there comes that, which means we need to censor people, like create borders on unapproved thoughts that don't fit our agenda. Unapproved border thoughts. We are specific, not general. Yeah. Like it's that. a micro level of, of censorship. Yeah. Like really getting down the soda straw. Like we probably shouldn't tell people not to say certain things. We should just tell them they're not allowed to say certain things. Because we don't want to infringe on what they think is freedom. They're not allowed to say anything. We can oh, just... Uh, noise pollution. So we noise. cut that down. Yeah, yeah we're, it's part of nurturing the climate to change. Yeah. Um. But I think we also, we I, I feel like we have been quite asleep at the wheel because we're not directing the climate which way to change. You know, this summer was very hot. I would like more rain uh, and a little, little less temp here in yeah. Texas. So we need to, we need to get hot on this now. So it's already in play by next year. Because yeah. have you submitted... You, where you want the climate to be? Uh, yeah, I, I would love so seasonal changes, of course. Yeah. But summertime highs, I'd love a, a nice lukewarm eighty-four degrees. Yeah. yeah. Have you submitted that yet? Not yet. Okay. I didn't so know where see, we we need to it. do that. So we have yeah. to put our submissions in. We can't be upset. Where is the climate's headquarters? Because I don't know where to send the submission. Sweden? Is it Sweden? Yeah. Probably. Where is it? Green Greta. Where she live? Yeah, Sweden. Sweden. Yeah, yeah. She yeah, might be on a, a boat. sailboat Sail made boat out somewhere. of carbon fibers. Yeah. You know, must be nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, she is something though. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Greta. Like, uh, she's got a lot of fire. Not a lot of self awareness, but a lot of fire. A lot of fire. Yeah, you got to promote it. She sailed across the ocean on a boat someone else was driving. Yeah. Some, someone else paid for too. Yeah. Showed up and yelled at people four four times older than her. I like her style. You know what? It's almost up to par with uh, you know a 
an F1 driver wearing a climate change helmet. <laughs> if they're burning jet fuel. <laughs> As you're burning more fuel than a thousand humans can like contribute to in, in, a, in a year. Yeah. Like this is where we're at. Like no one is just told that they're stupid anymore. That's that's where we're that's at. We need to start. We need to bring that back. Bring tell that. people they're stupid. I need that shirt. Not in a way that shames people because that's just bullying, but in a way that informs people. Yes, the reality. I do yes. so many stupid things, and sometimes my wife points them out, and I'm better off because of it. Yeah, agreed. Like, dude, don't put the pickles in the washing machine while it's on. Yeah. That, Thank you, babe. I'm sorry. I didn't know anybody. That was stupid. Yeah. Don't reach into your carry-on suitcase for headphones while you're taking your seat. As Tom Hanks once said, stupid is as stupid does. Which to me is the most meaningless statement, but it really caught on. I don't think it really has much meaning. Uh, yeah, I'm not... I'm not real sure if when you break that down now as an adult to hear it, I'm kind of like, it's like, never pet a burning dog. What? Yeah. Which is, it's not bad advice, but is it worth saying? Well, I hope people got some laughs out of out of today. Um, I don't have pants I, I think they will get more laughs out of Please Censor This. Did I mention I have a special? You have a comedy special. Please Censor This. Apparently it's backed by the Texas Economic Forum. It is. It's a, <laughs> a trillions of dollars went into this special. <laughs> Clint body count went up, but we had to do it, get this thing out. But yeah, it's available at pleasecensorthis.com. And, and it's just been such a joy touring the past few years, pulling together this <laughs> material. Oh, well, I'm excited to see it. I can't wait to watch it. Thank you for stopping by here. Ladies and gentlemen, if you've ever watched a show when it's just him and I, this is what you get. We just go down these weird rabbit holes. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) (laughs) And if you'd like to join the Texas Economic Forum, please DM myself or JP on Instagram and we will let you in. That concludes today's training. Any questions? (laughs) Woo! Jump titties, boy!